Hi, welcome to Love Most, the podcast with Dea. This is episode seven. I am your host. When I thought of doing Love Most, the podcast as a concept, I saw no separation amongst this. I wanted to connect with people and help connect those people with you. So what I did is I started talking with people and finding out what is it that they were doing in their community uh, or in the world around them in some way and helping impact the lives of others, be it through a book, a service, or a product, even a podcast. Now, when you love most, you include, not exclude. Love is not just a feeling, it's a choice and an action. And in a world where there is so much bullying, judging, and public shaming, I am inviting you today to, above all things, love most. Now, I have an incredible guest for you today, and so let's get started. How are you helping change the world around you? Welcome to Love Most, the podcast with Dea, where you are invited to share your gifts and to, above all things, love most. Brought to you by Dea Music Ministry. For more information on how to be a guest, please visit www.deamusicministry.net. That's www.deamusicministry.net. Hello. Hi there. Yes. How are you? I am blessed. I am so happy to have you here today. And I want to let everyone know, please welcome actress, producer, evangelist, Dr. Lee Benton. She's here today to talk about her career, her ministry, and all the wonderful things that she has done to impact the world around them. This is why we talk about incredible guests. We talk with incredible guests here on the Love Most, the podcast with Dea. So now I'd love to start by reading a little bit and only a little bit of your bio because there are so many things that you have done and accomplished that I'm going to let you share some of that stuff. But I'd like to start by saying that even though you call yourself an evangelist, you are an ordained pastor, correct? And you are um, the the host, an award-winning host for the show, uh, Victory Road with Lee Benton. Yes. Hold on, I'm just having a little bit. Oh, there we are. I just had a little technical glitch over here. So I wanted you to share with us a little bit about how um, uh, your Hollywood career started. But before I do that, I also wanted to point out that you are a, a Lifetime Achievement Award recipient. You are, you were, your show was nominated for the best TV show, Victory Road with Lee Benton. And you are an award-winning host of your show, Victory Road with Lee Benton. You have also won a merit of honor from the president of the United States, as well as you are a, a, a goodwill ambassador nominated by the Golden Rule Organization. I mean, there's so many wonderful things about your life here. And I wanted you to share with us. So please let's start with you telling us how your Hollywood career started. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me on your fabulous show. I'm so proud of you. This is an incredible podcast, incredible show, and you, you are an incredible host. 
And uh, yeah, and you do love most and you're amazing. So um, yeah, my career started whew, all the way back, um, pretty much started, you know, as a kid singing on stage with my sister, uh, Carolyn, we sang gospel songs. So that's how I, I mean, little, I was just little and frightened. And my sister was four years older and the brave one, the bold one. And she would feel me tremble. She could feel me trembling on stage. And uh, she would grab my hand behind me and just like calm me down and keep me cool. So it started with singing on stage. Mm -hmm. And then um, because I come from a Christian home, my father uh, was an evangelist. My mother was a Sunday school teacher and my sister and I were raised in a Christian home. But um, cut to the chase. When I got older, I got into modeling and had a very successful praise be to God, uh, career in modeling mm -hmm. and about 10 years. And so um, I was no longer challenged by that. And um, I thought, okay, well, where do I go from here? And by the way, I want to add a PS. You never have to do any nudity for all of you uh, wannabe models or in modeling or actors. You never have to compromise. I never did. And God blessed my career all the way. Mm -hmm. Magazines, top magazines, covers, TV commercials from, uh, you know, local, regional and national, you know, mm -hmm. international. And so. And I, um, by the way, I wanted to repeat that at the end, because at the end, I always like to leave, um, okay. ask my guests to leave a message that they think okay. is important. And I think it's such an important thing that you said right now. I'm so grateful that you said that. So we're going to repeat it at the end. Okay. But please continue. So um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm leaving out so much. I'm just kind of taking them on the A, B, and C because mm -hmm. I, I know your podcast, we don't have till midnight. So you just feel free to cut me off wherever you need to because- um, Well, I, you started You started as, you also were a dancer and a singer, correct? Yeah, and so when I was models, modeling, have, yeah, in modeling, I actually um, studied dancing, ballet, tap, and jazz and realized early on that uh, ballet was not my forte. Um, and I was never gonna be a swan. And I had a French instructor, <laughs> I remember telling her, oh, I'm just not into ballet, but I really excelled in jazz and tap. I love tap dancing. And um, so anyway, yes, joined a dance troupe and um, had fun. I loved dancing. And Could you tell us some of the roles that yet once you became an actress, so you're a dancer, a singer, once you became an actress in Hollywood, can you tell us some of the, what were some of your favorite roles? Because I know you've played some roles. You also had a, a role in Soap Opera and The Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. You you had a part in uh, um, Scarface. Um, yeah. Also, I believe a show, uh, Jenny, as Jenny. What was that? Mike Spillane's Mike and Mike Hammer? Nick, Mike Hammer? Was, uh, Mickey Spillane's. Mickey. He was Mickey the writer, the creator. Uh, Mickey's the whole title is Mickey Spillane's Mike Mickey Hammer. Hammer. Stacey Keach played Mike Hammer. But how I actually got uh, to Hollywood, uh, real quick, kind of uh, flashing back, if I may, because I didn't go just from modeling and dancing and singing straight to Hollywood. It mm -hmm. was uh, I did my first two movies in Florida. And so on a movie set, that's where a director blessed me and said, you need to 
project with this actress in Hollywood. I mean, this agent. Mm-hmm. And so he said, um, you need to connect and, and be in Hollywood because uh, he recognized that I loved, that it was my passion acting. Mm. And so I just wanted to reiterate that uh, because it just didn't happen from singing, dancing, modeling, and oops, I'm in Hollywood. From a movie, a B minus movie, mm-hmm. where I actually got my head chopped off. Yes, I did. In one of these B minus films. Um, um, I was able to be seen and put in front of the right person in Hollywood. And this agent sent for me in 1982. So that's where it all started. Uh, How I got to Hollywood. I just wanted to leave in that little tidbit. So I actually had started the acting in Florida, then was sent to Hollywood. And then the Lord blessed the career. So yes, the first year there, um, I started working right away on General Hospital, and uh, I was a Johnny Carson art player, which uh, a lot of people may still remember Johnny Carson, yes. uh, comedy sketch player, um, so many, uh, yeah, Scarface, mm-hmm. and I had no idea when I did Scarface that that was going to be such, uh, you yeah, know, movie, film. You know, mm-hmm. my attorney, you know, it's so funny. I walk in his office and it's his screensaver on his, <laughs> his computer. I'm like, what? My now, trainer had Scarface up in the gym. I, it's just hilarious how it was really, truly one of the smallest roles I've ever done on Scarface. In fact, all my dialogue was cut out and um, I was starring opposite of Manny. <clears throat> Who, who, who was played by Stephen Bauer. I was his love interest in the Little Babylon Club. So if you look at my credits on Scarface, it says Rosalie, because that is how I uh, started my whole career and was brought to Hollywood as Rosalie Benton. Okay. But my chopped off the Rosa early on, and that's when I just became Lee Benton. But um, my second year there, the second year in Hollywood, um, after the Lord blessed me with all of these other soaps and shows and films the first year, um, that's when I became a series regular. I played Jenny on the Mike Hammer show. Some call it Mike Hammer. Some say, because we came back several times as Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer, then Mike Hammer, and then the new Mike Hammer. Okay. But a lot of people probably, if you're over, 45 or 50, you'll probably remember the Mike Hammer series. I want to ask you a question because since you've mentioned that your dad was an evangelist, right? Um, Obviously, you lived in a Christian home. And I wanted to know how did that affect your life as a young actress? You know, once you came into Hollywood and and you've mentioned some things earlier on, but tell me how it affected you uh, spiritually, emotionally. um, How did you feel about that you know how did your christian home your christian life your dad being an evangelist how did that influence you um it influenced me later on a lot um in the beginning my dad did not want me to model my dad did not want me to get into a dancing career um he did not want me to get into showbiz at all mm-hmm. so i grew up in a very strict um, Christian home. I graduated from a Christian school. So in answer to your question, uh, in the beginning, I was the rebel with a cause. 
And so um, against all odds, mm -hmm. went into the modeling and I thought he was going to have a freak attack the first time. And I love you, daddy, but I've got to tell the story. Uh, I thought he was going to freak out the first time he ever saw me in an ad in a bathing suit. My dad was like, <gasps> you know, he just freaked out. And it's like, wow. Uh, he really thought that that was. But then again, later on, um, whenever I decided to circle back and come to know that Jesus Christ is Lord, when I, I really didn't come back. I got all my wild seed sown in my 20s, early 30s. Um, was doing muscle and fitness magazines, started training and doing all the muscle magazines as well as the acting mm -hmm. and was kind of like a loose cannon. You know, if I can put it that way, I've never called myself that before, but it just came out. Um, I was having a doggone good time, I thought. Mm -hmm. And um, it really wasn't. It was false fun. And... Um, I mean, certain things, of course, were exciting, you know, filming and doing all these incredible soap operas and doing all these shows, you know, which I'm still acting, still performing. And yes, I love it. I'm not saying that acting is not fun, but going to all the wild Hollywood parties and fitting in to the cool crowd and all of that, um, I defied everything that my father stood for and everything I was raised to do. So I would say when I actually started coming back to the Lord on my own and appreciating my father's influence and my mother's influence, I was probably about 34, 35 okay. before I started seeing, wow, what my father taught me, mm -hmm. what my mother was trying to tell me all these years. Um, it was just you know, I, yeah, I think it was in 84, about 84. But so, you were restricted in some roles. When you get to that point that you actually started to, to remember or to, to, to say, okay, I know why my father wants this or that for me. Did that restrict the way you, <clears throat> or affect the way you chose to accept certain roles? Absolutely, so, okay. absolutely. Um, well, you know, from the beginning, from the very beginning, I knew that you know um my family would disown me and i thought i was going to die and go to hell if i did any nudity or semi-nudity and so i had you know their voices in the back of my head the whole time going you know you better not be taking any clothes off that mm -hmm. is not a good presentation of a follower of christ mm -hmm. so i knew even in my wildest of days um that i should not be doing that. And um, I have a funny story about that. If we have time, do we have time to tell a funny story about the nudity? We can, we can circle back to that. I wanted to, to yeah. move on into something that, that it, we're going to go off on a tangent a little bit. And this is obviously a question that I'm asking and I want your perspective as a pastor an ordained pastor okay. and evangelist. So now, obviously, we have a great divide in the world, right? Because not everyone feels compelled to follow Christ and not everyone actually feel worthy. I mean, I have spoken to people that says, you know, you, you should follow Christ and they'll say, oh, I don't think Christ will love me. However, we know that, that Jesus was inclusive, not exclusive. 
My question to you is, in your opinion, how is Christianity viewed as a necessity in the world? Mm -hmm. Viewed as a necessity? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I know I have some, always have hard questions. <laughs> I probably should have gotten these questions before today. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, That's okay. Well, so prepared. That's a hard one. How is it viewed? Mm -hmm. I would say uh, as a whole, um, there's so much antichrist there are so many um religious spirits out there i'm going to be very real with you on this i see that uh especially in hollywood um and and just all over the world period that uh there's so much corruption so much wickedness so much evil in this world that i don't think people are looking at christianity as oh I want to jump on that bandwagon. Let me just sign up and follow Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Unless you are already a strong believer. Okay. When all of this stuff hit the fan, which is called, I believe, the beginning of the end times. Uh, other people may disagree, and that's fine with me. But as much as I have studied the word, I don't know everything. I don't claim to be, you know the know-all of everything. But in answer to your question, I think Christianity um, from the believers and from the, uh, from the believers, Christianity is the only way to go. You know, they're hanging on to Jesus Christ even tighter. Mm -hmm. The unbelievers, all the various religions that we have out there, um, which I pray I'm not stepping on any toes, but I speak boldly. And so, uh, and please don't send my friend Daya hate mail. If you have any hate mail, send it directly <laughs> to me because I'm used to it. I'm okay so with we, it. We had uh, a disclaimer early in the show. This is an inclusive platform. So we're okay. not discriminating, judging. We're no. just opening the door for a conversation because I no. think it's important to have the conversation. Yeah, there, are many other, there are many other religions out there that are not followers of Jesus Christ and their darkness seems to be getting darker, but this is a big, but, but God is able, God is able to turn the darkest of darks. The, the most uh, evil of religions uh, to Jesus Christ. God is able there's Buddha, there's Allah, there's Mahatma Gandhi, Guru, there is, uh, there are so many, uh, yeah, Muhammad, there are so many various religions out there enticing. Uh, I see what's really prevalent in Hollywood is New Age and Buddhist a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord loves them. I want everybody to know the Lord loves you. If you're watching, I love you. I don't judge you. Again, you're looking at someone who is the chiefest of sinners, who studied many different religions before I circled back to the truth. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I did have to come back on my own. I didn't do it by somebody telling me, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. I had to do it on my own. So, uh, yeah, Christianity is viewed... Um, by the unbelievers as a bunch of wackadoos out there. 
But when God convicts, when the Holy Spirit comes in, this is why it's important to pray for your loved ones, pray for your friends, pray for your neighbors, pray for your boss, your employees, your, your entire family, and don't give up on them. Because my parents, I came back to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Savior and the Bible and worship and and through my parents, my parents diligently on their knees praying for me. Mm-hmm. My sister, who was a strong believer, praying for me. These three, and I and probably my grandparents, I have no idea. I probably won't know until I get to heaven just how many people were praying me in and praying mm-hmm. me back into heaven's gates. And so um, just don't give up on your family because God is able to change and and get rid of religious spirits. That's why when I came back to Jesus Christ, um, I was committed to reading the Bible every single day. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a transformation right away. Sometimes when people rededicate their life or come to Jesus Christ, they have a a sudden change and they're convicted about everything they do wrong. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen to me. Suddenly, for me, I had to get into the word every single day. And by studying the Bible, Old and New Testament, every single day, mm-hmm. something happened inside. And the Holy Spirit became alive. Okay. And because once you do accept Jesus as your Savior... It's important to read the Bible mm-hmm. because the Lord says um, to quicken, to quicken the spirit. Quicken means make alive your spirit by reading the word, getting in it and not just taking a pastor's word or an evangelist or someone's word. What the Bible says, we need to get into it. And that's why it's called the daily bread. We need to eat it. Our spirit needs it every day. And so with me, It was a transformation over, I would say, a couple of years Mm -hmm. of reading every day before I just totally took a giant leap from the world into the place where I needed to be in in God's world. Now, since you mentioned that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, since you, because I wanted to highlight what you said. Because you're talking about the journey of accepting the Lord, that it wasn't something that happened overnight. It was a process. Uh, People prayed over you, prayed for you, prayed with you. Now, do you think that it's perhaps there is, I I mean, personally, I feel that um, Christianity, uh, you know, the way it's presented sometimes, there is too much emphasis on us being quote unquote sinners, right? And so I feel that. In, instead of being, okay, no matter your struggle, no matter where you are, you know, you're included, you're loved, there's mercy, there is forgiveness, there is, yeah. you know, I feel like somehow Christianity is being presented in a way that is excluding people, when we very well know that Jesus himself was inclusive, he loved all people, it didn't matter even if you believed in him or not, it didn't matter if you followed, mm-hmm. so I think that, I mean, I feel personally, from my own experience and my own faith, yeah. that I wish it was a little bit more 
English. Less judgmental. Less, less judgmental English. because of no Thank true you. Christianity. A true Christian love most, right? That's why the podcast love this most. Is, I'm so Dea. glad you're bringing this point up. Very good point, my sister Dea, because I hope that I'm not coming off as one of these judgmental people saying, well, if you're not a Christian, you're not, you know, I'm certainly not one of those because I reiterate and say it in my ministry all the time mm -hmm. that I can't judge anyone mm -hmm. because I was so far away from God. I think we, were, we all were at some point in time. And I think, I, I, well, some people her, yeah, but you know what? My sister, uh, well, not every one of us I, um, uh, are the wild child or have such a crazy history. Like my sister, for instance, I don't think she's ever done anything wrong in her life. My mother, I these two are like saints. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think some people and I have, and when I interview people, I realize that some people um, did not have the need to take. Um, that that uh, that road uh, of craziness into the wilderness. They just went directly, as God said, by the book and have led a pretty good, mm -hmm. good, godly life. There are people out there. Right. There are pastors and ministers and priests and popes and rabbis out there who have led just a real good godly life uh and and i'm not saying that they haven't sinned because we are all sinners mm -hmm. but there are people out there that did not choose to take the wild side and um i commend them i bless them but for me um when i went into ministry i did not feel equipped because i felt like who in the world's going to listen to me, Dea? Who is going to listen to me, the rebel? Who is going to, all my friends, family, people from the past that know me, you know, I didn't want to be uh, a mockery. I didn't want to bring disgrace to the Lord for my crazy past. And I said, Lord, who's going to listen to me? I am so imperfect. Mm -hmm. And he said, I need an imperfect person to teach an imperfect world. Mm -hmm. So I go, okay, that would be me for sure, imperfect. And so I just went ahead and go, okay, Lord, I get it. And so I'm one of these people that I have no business. I can't judge any religion. I can't mm -hmm. judge any person that has not followed or received Jesus yet because I was one when I was walking far away from the Lord and far away from Christianity. Um, I was so far away. I, I, I'm ashamed to even tell you how far away. But the point is, getting back to your subject, the critical, judgmental, fanatical, radical Christians, and I'm not coming against Christians. I love you. And we're all going to be singing in glory together one day. But the fanatical, radical Christians who are so judgmental and so critical where everything is a sin. If you mm -hmm. blink wrong, it's a sin. If you breathe wrong, it's a sin. That turns people off of God instead of 
on to God. On to God. Right. That more of my brothers and sisters who are believers in Christ mm-hmm. would be more sensitive to those who haven't found the road less traveled yet. Right. I, I, we really need to be less critical, less judgmental. And if you don't like what people are doing, pray for them. Right. We need to pray for them because yeah. people are not like, oh, they're a lost cause. They are just, you know, center, center, mm-hmm. you know, not a winner. We cannot do that. We have to be so cautious and just love everybody, love them where they are, love them for who they are. And this includes family members. Okay. It's so easy to say this about the world, love them, but we have to truly, truly, and love comes along with a whole package of honesty. This is what I say. This is what I say, you know, above all things, love most. I think that one of the things that I say is, you know, I'm not a Christian because I'm better or stronger or wiser than you. I'm a Christian because I need to be a Christian. I need to have that the the foundation. I mean, honestly, I mean, if we talk, you know, in terms of scripture, and I always like to refer to Psalm 23, verse one that says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And to me, that that with him. We can do it all. We can have it all. But without him, I honestly don't know how to live my life without him. Now, I'm like you. I believe that we are. We ought to be inclusive and we got to accept everyone. Not everyone Not everyone is living with the Lord and that's okay. And I think that um, it's interesting, you know, faith is, and I want to go into the subject of faith for my next question. You know, faith is a choice, absolutely choice. Like you said, you had to choose to go back to the Lord. That was your journey. Now, when it when it comes to faith, is there something specific that you wanted people to know about both as a concept and as a way of living? What comes to mind when you think of faith? I did a sermon. I've done several sermons on faith. And so uh, we could talk probably five hours about that. But the word faith is simply meaning that you're believing in something, you're trusting in something without actually seeing it. Mm. And so God is God. He's the God of the universe. He's the creator of the world. And he wants us, he requires us to live by faith. Why? Is because when he sent Jesus, his son, to die for us, He knew ahead of time that it was going to require a certain walk, a certain knowing. It's a certain believing and a trusting. It's like it's it's like blindly trusting when people say, oh, I took a leap of faith. I took a leap of faith. A lot of people say that uh, just kind of like, you know, as a throwaway line, as we say in acting. But truly without having proof, he wants people to know and trust that he is God because he doesn't have to prove himself. Mm -hmm. He doesn't come with an assignment saying, um, you know, with his whole resume, his bio, you know, he's God. He doesn't have to prove anything, but he does have his resume and bio pretty much in the Bible. 
and and who he is and what he's done and so faith just coming to him because without it see faith is an action word it mm -hmm. truly is and a lot of people say oh i have the faith i have the faith but they have a lot of doubt and fear comes along and if you're a normal human being none of us are excluded from fear coming at us fear will try to bite at us every single day fear and doubt will try anxiety uh worry trepidation it'll all try to grab us every single day and usually before you even step out of bed okay and so no one is exempt from it and that's why god knows and that's why he is saying this is a gift i'm giving you this gift of faith and if you don't grab onto it, you're not going to be able to make it through this thing called life. Okay. So and, go ahead. No, I want to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I want, I'm looking at the time and I still would love to talk about your award-winning okay. nominated in you as an award-winning host of the victory uh, road with Lee Benton. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, talk about faith. I, I, I think you're right. It's a, it's a, a subject that we could be talking for yeah, 10 hours. Sure. We could talk about it he doesn't right. want us to know the future. He wants us to live every day by yeah. live by faith, not by mm -hmm. sight. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted you to tell us about your uh, uh, your your show, Victory Road with Lee Benton. It was nominated for an award. You also won the award of uh, as a host of the TV show, Victory Road with Lee Benton. And I also don't want to forget to talk about, since we talked about faith, about your RSVP uh, prayer. Yes, that's something important. important. I, I wanted to keep it uh, if we can and i know as much as possible tell us a little bit about how you how did you how did it start how the victory RSVP prayer no the victory uh road uh oh, show. Victory show i actually am the executive producer as mm -hmm. well and and host and um i say that humbly um i am just honored that the lord has given me this gift because uh, how did it start um the Lord just downloaded it to me that I needed to have a show. And this is way back in the day. This was over 20 years ago wow. that Victory Road was birthed into my spirit. And there were very few talk show hosts, very few. I mean, we had Oprah Winfrey, you know, we had, uh, I think it was Johnny Carson and Letterman and, uh, or maybe Jay Leno had taken over by then. I'm trying to remember. There were very, very few, uh, and so the Lord said, have a talk show format. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. And he's like, you mix and mingle, you know, with all the VIPs, the celebrities and talk about victory. Mm -hmm. Talk about, he said, because people need to be inspired. They're inspired by hearing other people's tragedies, calamities and how mm -hmm. they overcame it. Because there's so many people out there going through it right now that don't know how they can possibly get through this time in their life. Mm -hmm. And so Victory Road, people will tune in to Victory Road with Lee Benton show. And they'll see a celebrity that used to do this and used to have nothing. And that went, that was, you know, beaten as a child that, you know, died and came back. I mean, I, there are so many stories mm -hmm. and uh, we have people writing in all the time saying, wow, this has given me hope. Thank God. Thank you for sharing this victory, this story. 
So that was the whole point. So the Lord downloaded the title. He even named it Victory Road. I had so many other names and God whispered it to me, Victory Road. It was so cool. And so anyway, um, it came to me uh, many years ago. I had six shows in the can and no, eight shows in the can. And then the earthquake hit. And so I closed down my production company. That was in 94 and wasn't even sure if I, I left for Florida, wasn't even sure if I was going to return. And uh, the Lord said, you need to go back. You need to go back into the front lines of Babylon. So fast forward, I thought that that dream was over. And the Lord gave me Victory Road with Lee Benton. Uh, it was rebirthed in 2004. Uh, excuse me, 2014, sorry, 2014. And it came back to me. And I'm thinking, wow, Lord, this is incredible. A dream that I thought was gone. A dream that I thought was over. And I was asked to do this show at the studio. And it's just been flowing. It's all God, Dea. I can't take any credit. I'm about to lose it. So don't make me cry. Um, it's all God. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I've been blessed to interview the top celebrities the most incredible, what I call real people mm -hmm. um, and their stories. And it's such a blessing to just, uh, for God to be recognized. It's all. Awesome. You know, one of the things I love the most about your show is that you speak with various people, you know, celebrities, yeah. but also people that are, it's kind of similar to what I do, people who have incredible stories. Including you, my love. That I was uh, about to say. You had, yeah, I love people to watch your interview. Yes, um, I, I was just about to say I had the incredible privilege huh. of being on your show. But what you don't know, or maybe you know, at that time, it was such an incredibly difficult time in my life. And when I met you, I, you know, we connected right away and you invited to me a, for me to be a part of your show. I remember there was a confusion with the date and it turned out to be perfect because we ended up switching the flights, and then we ended up being alone that weekend without our husbands. We had an incredible time. It was one of the most memorable mem memorable times of my life, and I thank mm -hmm. you for that. I'll always be grateful. Um, I have here on the screen leadbenton.org because I want people to visit your website. That's where they can watch uh, the episodes of uh, Victory Road with Lee Benton. Also, Dea Viola as well. Oh, with, with everybody, there are so many celebrities, so many incredible guests, really. There are so many incredible episodes. You ought to check it out. Also, you have the uh, Victory Road, the radio, with which is a podcast, correct? So yeah. there was that as well. And I was a part of that as well many years yeah. ago. And it's, it, you know, I love it because it is an inclusive platform. Here yeah. you are living exactly what we're talking about, that it's about being inclusive, not exclusive. You know, you embrace, you you receive people, embrace people as they are. Um, the other thing that I thought was so incredible and it impacted me in such a deep way was when I learned about the RSVP prayer. And I want you to tell everyone what the RSVP prayer is. And may I say real quick that one of the greatest honors was to baptize Dea Viola and three of her five children uh, because the two were older and uh, away. But a couple of years ago, yes. Just yeah. A couple of years ago, right here in California, in Dana Point, right? I mean, what a glorious, mm -hmm. fabulous time. They can also see that, your baptism, on my website. Yes, and, and um, I want to add now that you brought that up, because, you know, it's I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I remember it, it was a beautiful day, but the water was 
ice cold. Freezing. That was so cool. You and I had an experience, right? We yes. In, in the time, so my children went first and they came out freezing, like, yeah. shit. But, oh my gosh, I got to go in. But when I went to uh, Lise and where she was standing and I came out of the water, like when I went under, my whole entire body lit on fire. And I remember coming back up and saying, did you feel this? Because we were both hot. Yes, it was a heat wave. It was like a total heat wave. Wasn't it was. It? it was incredible. The water was too cold for me to be having a hot flash. I have to tell you that the water was so cold. So I know it was a spiritual. It was uh, spiritually event. Something we were, and it was. It, it was just a joy and a peace. Yeah. Um, you know, I I wanted to be. Re I was baptized as a baby, so I wanted to do this again. It was. It marked such. Yeah. Important part of my life. You've been so influential in my journey, in my spiritual journey, and I am so thankful for you. So tell us what the RSVP prayer is, and then I obviously want you to pray with us at the end. But okay. I'll try to be real quick because I know we have limited time here. But the RSVP prayer was downloaded to me um, in my dining room, um, actually right here, sitting here reading the Bible one day, and. Um, <clears throat> I heard God's voice again. God speaks to all of us. Mm -hmm. um, and I've actually heard his voice audibly uh, about three times. And I begged him to speak to me out loud again. Haven't heard him audibly in a while. Mm -hmm. But this was something in my spirit that I knew. When God speaks to us, uh, sometimes it's, a well, for me, it's always a different dialogue mm -hmm. um, be, or a different verbiage because he wants me to know this is me. This is Yahweh. This is the God. This is I am talking to you. And so I'm sitting here and I'm just reading, doing a Bible study for my ministry. And he said, I want you to tell everyone that the kingdom of heaven is like any nice event here on earth. Mm. He said, anytime you want to go someplace really nice, Anytime you get an invitation to even a wedding, a banquet, a nice restaurant, you must RSVP to get in. Mm -hmm. Or your name's not written in the guest book and there's no reserved seat and you just don't get in, period. He said, I want to put your name. I want to put everyone's name in my book. But I'm a gentleman. He said, everyone must come to me an RSVP to me out of their own mouth so I can write their name in my book mm. and reserve them a seat. Wow. He said, I wish that everyone come to heaven, everyone. And he said, I want you to tell everyone that no matter what race or what religion, they must all come to me personally and RSVP to be seated with me in heaven. And I was like, wow. And as a preacher's kid, you know, I'm like, God has a reservation book. If you have a reservation book, God, really. And so basically, again, a long story short, I researched it. Mm -hmm. And it's not called God's reservation book and mm -hmm. the Bible. But God's reservation book is called the Lamb's Book of Life. And there's several scriptures. You can even Google it. You can look it up. Lamb's Book of Life where he wants to write everyone's name in his book. But he wants them to come to him by faith, like we were describing, so he can write your name in his book and save you a seat. 
I just thought that is the coolest thing. And I'm telling you, it has been the greatest witnessing tool because people go, wow, Lee, that's so clever. And I can't take credit for it. It was totally the Holy Ghost that downloaded the RSVP because mm -hmm. it makes sense. Anytime you want to go anyplace nice, really nice, you've got an RSVP or you're just not even going to get in. Just like to this concert even that I just went to two nights ago. If we didn't, you know, confirm and RSVP that we wanted to be there, we wouldn't be able to get in. So the Lord broke it down and made it so simple mm -hmm. in the RSVP prayer. And you prayed it with me, Miss Daya. I have prayed that prayer many times even with my children. Um, and I, you know, when I chose the title of this this uh, episode seven of the Love Most, the podcast with Daya, I called it, Have You Reserved Your Seat in Heaven? And I think what we're talking about here is, you know, you must come to him on your own. You yeah. must choose. And I like I don't like to say decide. I like to say you must choose. That's it's right. a choice. You know, God is love. So when you choose yeah. to come to him, it is love. You know, so I love the RSVP prayer and I wanted you to grace us with that. But before mm -hmm. we go, I wanted to ask you before we say, before you say the prayer with us. One, I wanted to warn you that today I can't repeat it because I'll keep interrupting you with the sound. So I will mentally will be repeating it, but I can say it because otherwise we'll be cutting your sound off. Mm -hmm. But I will definitely be repeating here and here. Um, but I wanted to ask you also, can you tell us if you had advice like we talked about earlier in the interview for anyone who is contemplating being, you know, being in the world, like as an actress, be as a model or a singer or a dancer, having had the experience as a Hollywood actress and all of the things that you've accomplished. There are so many things we didn't even touch, scratch the surface here. Can you tell us one little thing that you want them to know? I would advise, um, first of all, never compromise. I would advise Never compromise. That's what I just heard in my spirit. Never compromise. Never compromise. Don't ever just try to be a people pleaser or a crowd pleaser. You mm -hmm. only need to be a God pleaser. And it's never okay to do nudity, semi-nudity. Don't let any producer, director, writer, agent, manager ever talk you into doing that because you will regret it in the long run. Mm -hmm. And especially if you ever want favor from God. He's the one you want to please because he's the one you're going to spend eternity with, not these silly producers, directors, writers, just to be popular. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging anyone who has nudity, uh, has done nudity. Uh, I'm just saying um, if you really want to be respected in Hollywood, because once you break down and do that, mm -hmm. once you start modeling and taking off the clothes or doing nude scenes in movies, you will be expected to do that um, from there on out. And mm -hmm. you don't need to. Wouldn't you rather just be known for your great body of work because you're talented, not because you're willing to strip for all of these people? It's, it's, it's not worth it. So don't compromise. Don't compromise your Christian testimony because it's not these people. Man can't bless you. God is the one that brings you the blessings. So mm -hmm. he is the one that you need to please. And that's my lasting advice. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that, um, you know, you're talking about a greater gift than we can imagine, right? I think that when we are obedient, when we do the right things and we live a good life, because yeah. we know the difference, right? Yes. I think that there, I'm sure you're a testimony of this, that once you make that decision, once you make that choice, 
you will be blessed beyond what yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. Beyond. I mean, there are, you and I are examples of the blessings that beyond we could, I mean, we could never say fast forward 10 years and we're going to know that, that the things that have happened in our lives are going to happen. We didn't know, but that's because we made the choice to, right. to do the right things and live the life, you know, in a good way. Um, so now will you grace us with the RSVP prayer? I'll be honored. And by the way, for all the people in the world and the various uh, languages on my website, leebenton.org, um, the RSVP prayer is up there and it's in, I think we have it translated in 10 different languages. Oh, wow. Really? They can send it to their loved ones. And so um, I'm honored. So, um, yes, if you want to make sure your name is in God's reservation book in heaven at the end of your days, it's important to know that you'll be with him in paradise. So thank you for just repeating after me. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. As I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, who died for me and arose for me so that I can spend eternity with you. Please put my name in your book and reserve me a seat as I follow you, Lord, all the days of my life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I love this prayer. You know, every time, every single time that I've heard it, I'm just overcome with peace. Yeah. And I hope that for those of you who are watching today, that you've been blessed by this incredible woman of God um, mm. as a heart of gold. I personally know her. And uh, I've been blessed by her ministry, uh, by her uh, desire to, to teach others about the Lord. Uh, she is bold and honest and wholesome. And I'm so glad that you're here with us today, Lee. Thank you. This is such an honor. Um, everyone, for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. It's such a blessing. So LeeBenton.org is where you can get all of uh, the things we talked about today. You can tune in to the podcast. We can tune in to the to the show's Victory Road with Lee Benton and everything else. You can also sow a seed into her ministry. Please go donate. Um, you know, we need, we ought to encourage others to take part, even, you know, in a small way. No, no way is a small way, by the way. You know, we need to keep supporting and encouraging ministries because people, especially in times like today, we are so in need of a word of encouragement. Um, listen, even if you're not a Christian, it doesn't even matter. You know, it is the point that you are actually creating that that tribe of people, that that village of people for support. There are so many people in need of encouragement today because of where we are today in the world, you know, with the situation, you know, worldwide. So I thank you for your commitment and your um, obedience to God. I thank you for being here with me today. Um, Everyone, please tune in to uh, follow me on, on social media at Daya Ministry, uh, particularly on Instagram. On my bio, there is a link tree or all of my channels are, my music, uh, my podcast, my website, and all of the other things that I'm doing, including uh, Daya's Love Most, which is a new thing that I'm doing, highlighting other companies with their incredible products. So check it out. Uh, you can also subscribe to my YouTube channel at Dea Music Ministry DMM. Um, and it was wonderful to see you. Thank you for joining. Have an amazing rest of the week. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you.